Oftentimes have we laid out Toil na danger fearin' Tuggin' out the flappin' sail To the weather rearin' Long we've tossed on the rollin' main This is the now daily podcast from St Paul's Knightsbridge An invitation to pause, to think, to reflect and to pray for not more than ten minutes each day As sea shanty mania sweeps the nation, our thoughts this week turn to the sea and to the missionary journeys of arguably Christianity's most impactful apostle and our patron, St. Paul. Our guide throughout this week is Roland Bruno. Don't forget your old shipmate, Folly, Rolly, 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 Ride there she swings an empty oak. Today, a very short early biography of St. Paul before his journeys. In order to understand St. Paul's missionary journeys and the reason why he did them, it is important to understand Paul's early life till up to the point when he undertook his first trip. Today's podcast is about his early life. And in the consecutive days, I'll invite you to join him on his four journeys, one a day. And each day from the time he started a journey up to he started his next one. This means this includes his time at home. You'll get a biography and I will look at this from a historical point of view. St. Paul himself tells us in Acts 22 that he was born in Tarsus, in the southeast part of modern Turkey called Cilicia, to a Jewish family of the tribe of Benjamin and, important for Paul later in his life, born a Roman citizen. Knowing that he was present as a young man when St. Stephen was killed, and assuming this was around 34 AD, then we may give an approximate date for his birth of 10 AD. His Jewish name was Saul, although, as was normal practice for Jews in the Greco-Roman world, he was also known as Paul. He is Paul in Acts until the confrontation with the magician Elymas in Cyprus after which he is addressed as Paul. So this means there was never any miraculous name change after his conversion in Damascus, as I have always thought had been the case. Paul's family seemed to have come to Jerusalem when he was a young boy, as he himself describes how he was brought up in the city and is also noted in Acts 23, that he had a sister who lived there. He was educated as a scribe of the Mosaic law under the famous Rabbi Gamaliel and became a strict Pharisee. Paul was a tent maker by trade and he must have learned his profession in parallel with his training in the law, as was the custom. Although the account of St. Stephen's stoning gives the impression that Paul only had an indirect role. The witness put their clothes at the feet of a young man called Saul. 
It is clear that he was in fact a driving force behind the subsequent persecution. This is made clear both in Acts 8 and 9 and in the words of St. Paul himself in two of his letters. It was in pursuit of this persecution on his way to Damascus when he received his famous revelation from Jesus that led to his conversion around 36 AD. The first two accounts of St. Paul's conversion in Acts are very similar with Jesus telling Paul that his mission will be explained to him in Damascus. There, it is Ananias who tells Paul he has been called to preach to the Gentiles. However, in the third account, Paul describes how Jesus himself gives him his mission to different nations. On his trip back to Jerusalem, Paul experienced several more visions that had a profound effect on him. Through those visions, he would claim to be an apostle, one who had been with Jesus, although he also thought of himself as the least of the apostles. In Galatians 1, he claimed he had received the gospel not from any human messenger, but through Jesus himself. The subsequent life and teachings of St. Paul cannot be understood properly without constantly bearing in mind the Damascus vision and its effect on Paul. Between conversion and his first journey lie ten years. In that time he travelled to Arabia, he went back to Damascus where he preached about Jesus as the Son of God. This earned him the wrath of the Jewish leadership and he had to escape from the city by being let down over the walls in a basket. After his escape from Damascus, Paul went to Jerusalem where, with the help of Barnabas, he gained the confidence of the Christians. In Galatians, he states that in Jerusalem he met Peter, staying with him for 15 days, and James, the Lord's brother, but no other apostle. However, his preaching again led to threats against him by the Hellenist Jews, those Greek-speaking Jews who originated from outside Palestine and had their own synagogues in Jerusalem, and he is forced to flee to Tarsus. Paul is brought back from Tarsus by Barnabas to help him preach in Antioch. It is there, in the first center of Gentile Christianity, that Paul was sent on a missionary journey. This first journey took place around 46 to 49 AD. But more about this tomorrow. To sum this up today, St. Paul had his epiphany moments on the road to and in Damascus, where he met Jesus through various visions that dramatically changed his life. He experienced a complete U-turn. He had the felt insurmountable task to go and preach the gospel to the world. And he did. Without Paul, Christianity would probably have died out as one of those Jewish sects.
but he took the gospel to a new level and made the good news available to everyone. And you can join Roland Bruno tomorrow as he explores the first missionary journey of St. Paul and the Council of Jerusalem. This is just one of many podcasts available from St. Paul's Knightsbridge. You can search for them on SoundCloud or on Spotify.